Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. So good. The presence of God is here. Yeah, he wants to meet with you. He wants to touch you. He wants to refresh you. This morning, I, I want to talk to you on a new, new hope. And I believe God this morning wants to impart and plant with a new hope, new strength, new life this morning. And we're going to come kind of back to this place at the end. I want to pray for people and just yeah, allow God's presence to settle on you. If, you. if you're in a place this morning, say, man, I need a little bit of new hope, then uh, you're in the right place. And good to have you in church this morning. You seated. Fantastic. Thanks, band. Give the band a hand. Nice. So good. New year. Who's ready for the new year? Who's still like struggling in again? My goodness, we another year. How did that happen? Expectant. You know, who's done New Year's resolutions? Who's held on the New Year's resolutions already? You know, because sometimes like we're starting the new year, new hope, new life, new things. And and what I actually love about about the Christian message is that you get to start again. And uh, that there's like forgiveness, there's like clean slate, it's like, yeah, put your hand up, God, I stuffed that one up, let's start again, let's try that again. And I love the message of the gospel, is that whenever we come to Christ, I love you, I thank you that you're in my life, forgiveness, grace, and that flows and in this place. His, his mercies are new every morning, I love that, it's great, great is God's faithfulness to us, there's grace, there's forgiveness, there's new life, he's the God of the second chance, he's the God of the third chance, he's the God of the fourth chance, he's God of the 2019th chance, who's happy about that? Come on, and we come into this place of, of the goodness of God, of God. And, and I want to talk about a new hope. And it's kind of Star Wars themed. Do you like Star Wars? Steve, Steve. He's, Steve, here's Mr. Star Wars right there. These kids have to wear all Star Wars things. But, but we need hope for a better future. We need hope that things are going to get better, that, that God is on the throne, that things are going to go better. And, and hope is kind of rated in God's top three. You know, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. And, and the love chapter, which we read in... Um, in 1 Corinthians 13, and is quoted at so many weddings. And, and we've heard a lot of sermons, right, on faith. Heard a lot of sermons on love, not so many sermons on hope. So uh, hopefully we'll try and uh, rectify that this morning. And uh, a nice pun, did you get that one? Did it slide that one in there? Bit of hope. And there's, there's a big difference between kind of the Christian hope and kind of worldly worldview on hope. We're not, it's not positive thinking. Sort of, I hope it would happen, but I don't really think it will. You know? Like, I hope it doesn't rain, but of course it will, because we're going camping this week. It's kind of that sort of, you know, it is guaranteed. As soon as you put the tent up, it'll be sunny right up to that point. As soon as you put the tent up, it is going to rain, right? It's kind of that, that sort of hope. is kind of worldly hope. You know, I hope she turns up on time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Pink Don? She? I hope. Why she? All right. I hope the Auckland Blues do well this year. Men of great, <laughs> this man of great faith in the place. I hope I, it all works. You know, we we have this this hope. I hope it's going to be okay, but I don't really know if it will be or not. Uh, but the the Bible meaning for hope is different. It's this Greek word. Who likes a good Greek root word? You know, all the Bible scholars out there. It, it comes from elpis which means being reassured, the favourable and confident expectation, the happy anticipation of good. And, and this place of going, come on. This is God thing, that, which is connected to faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is the great faith chapter, says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. See, this, this hope which we're talking about in the Christian world, it's connected with faith. It's not fanciful thinking, or, but it's, it's a tangible belief. There is something in the human psyche, the way we are wired, that we need something to look forward to, something to hope for, belief that there's a better day ahead. And, and that's what we see in any great story, like Star Wars. Okay, you, 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 you're believing that against the, you know, the dark forces of evil with Darth Vader and uh, the Death Star and everything like that, that the, the, the rebel kind of, there is hope. There's a slight belief that maybe something could change, something could shift, uh, and that we can overcome the great odds for a better future. And uh, we need to have that kind of hope within us, that the goodness and the power and the presence of God can shift things, can change things, can make all things new. Napoleon Bonaparte, don't know whether he's a great man, Dealers in hope. Is this fading? It's going in and out? Should I change it, Steve? We'll change it to this one. This one's got a longer lead. Just in case we need to get crazy. Napoleon Bonaparte. Leaders are dealers in hope. And, and, and if you're a leader, we've got to impart hope. We've got to bring strength and life to situations for a better world. There's this, the story of the prisoners of war in Korea in the 1950s. And what they did when they uh, had the American prisoners of war in that the, they would take them, and when they're in the prisoner of war camps, and before they put them into solitary confinement, they would interview them and they say, hey, what are, what are your plans? What are you thinking? What are you believing for? And if they would say, hey, look, I've got, you know, my wife's back home, I've got a farm, I've got, you know, a business I'm going back to, I've got all this, what they would do, they'd lock them into solitary confinement. And uh, then if they interviewed them, they said, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, I've got nothing, nothing's happened, you know, I've got nothing to do. What they would do, they'd just let them roam free. And what they found is that the people who had no hope the people who had no purpose, who had no life, they were the ones who actually perished. They are the ones who seemed to get the diseases and the sickness and cholera and all the different things which go with that and, and passed away. But the ones, even though they had tortured them and put them in solitary confinement and be harsh on them, the ones with hope, they would thrive and they would come through and they would survive and come out the other end because there was something within them that said, I can go through this because I've got hope for a better day. And we need that same similar hope amongst us. You know, it says without hope, without future, without purpose, the people perish. 
without vision. We've got to have a vision. We've got to see what is ahead for us. See, hope is an incredibly powerful thing. A guy by the name of Alan K. Chalmers, he said this, the three grand essentials for happiness are something to do, something to love, and something to hope for. Something to do, something to love, and something to hope for. And my question is, is what are you hoping for in 2019? What are you believing for? What are you praying for? What are you stepping into? What is there that is there for you that you're going, come on, God, I'm believing. I'm attaching myself to this. See, Romans 5 verse 5 says this. And this is kind of the verse for this morning. It says, hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. See, your hope, your trust, your faith in God does not disappoint. And we've got to have that sort of faith. Who, who's, who's ever been disappointed? Who, who's ever like prayed for something, believed for something, gone, God, I, I want to see this happen, and then for one reason or another, you've come and get, oh, man, that didn't work out how I thought it would. I've, I've had that <laughs> a bunch of times. So how can the Bible say here, hope does not disappoint, that you won't be disappointed? And we've got to read the beginning of that verse from Romans chapter uh, 5, verse 1. And it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And you're going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> What's that actually saying? Basically, that is saying, this is the gospel message, that through faith, through believing in Jesus Christ, that we have access to grace, that we have faith through that, that we can have access and peace with God. And it goes on and it says this, that not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope, this is the part which we started with, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So how, how do we get to hope? Okay, We get to hope by going through these other things, perseverance, character, and then to hope. Who likes perseverance? Anyone here? <laughs> who's, in, who's into some perseverance, endurance, all that stuff? Endurance and perseverance aren't, aren't kind of things we kind of you know, go, we want to choose. But we've got to, to get the hope Things of perseverance and endurance. No, this is not working? It is working? It is not working. It's not working? It's not working. We are working. Have faith, hope, belief, trust. Come on, Jesus, please help me. It's, it's all good. See, see, that through the perseverance. See, sometimes in Christianity, we think that, you know, as long as everything's going fine and everything's easy and perfect, then we must be in the will of God. No, 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 no. To, to get to hope, there's this perseverance, this endurance. This God's more interested in your character and who you are than in your comfort, which is sometimes quite disappointing because we quite like comfort. But he wants to take us to produce this thing of hope within us. I remember uh, speaking to Brian, um, Diane's brother-in-law. This is a few years going back. And he was in the final stages of cancer and uh, going through full-on chemotherapy. And the prognosis was not great. It was in the last stages of that. And sitting with him. And 
I came away quite struck, to be honest, because he was like the most hopeful person I've ever met. It was like sitting there, and he was kind of excited and speaking faith, and, you know, it's almost like his character, faith, and hope had expanded exponentially. It had gone to this whole new level of faith, and he had experienced hope, and then a newfound hope and faith had entered in. And it surprised me, it actually really caught me off guard that how a person in dire circumstances can actually carry faith and can carry hope. See, with, when faced with difficult circumstances, we have a choice to go one of two different ways. We can either go to hopelessness, all is lost, man, going down to the garden to eat worms, how can we do this? And oh, my goodness, God, where have you gone? You know, do the fingers at God, walk away, all that. So I feel sorry. Or go the other way and say, no, God, I put my trust, I put my faith. Not disappoint. That hope does not disappoint. And that's the place which we need to go to. Paul puts it another way in his letter to the Thessalonians. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, he says this. He says, we always thank God for all of you, mention you in our prayers we continually remember before our God and Father your work produced, listen to this, produced by faith, your labour prompted by love. Okay, so there's labour, there's perseverance, there's endurance, prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the faith, hope, and love working together to produce. See, hope enables us to endure. See, hope in itself, it's not magical, and, but it usually comes hand in hand with perseverance, hard work, and faith. It's kind of like, it's, it's hope that gets you going and keeps you going. It's hope that gets you out of bed. It's hope that makes you stand up again when something really goes wrong. We need hope to get us through, to fight for the future, to not sit down and get up. And, and I believe, you know, one of the things I've seen with this generation, one of the things, the suicide stats, the depression stats, the things which is facing our society at the moment, we need hope. You know, when Napoleon Bonaparte says, man, leaders are dealers in hope. I think as church and as pastors, man, we need to be dealers in hope. We need to speak hope. We need to speak life. We need to speak faith into people because there's a lack of it in society. We have so much going for us, but for some different reasons, we have people who are coming through, who experience hopelessness, who experience despair, who experience this place of going, oh man, how do we actually cope, who can't see a better future? We need a future and a hope that God, you know, God's got a plan for your life, plan for good, not for evil. He's got a plan with a future and a hope. And the words and the life of Christ need to speak into those situations. See, hope is an anchor. In Hebrews 6.19 verse 20, it says this, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. If you read the verses before, it talks about God's nature. He's a God who cannot lie and he cannot change. This is, like, this is who God is. There is hope and it is an anchor for the soul, firm and and secure. See, people can disappoint us. God, firm and secure. Still going in and out, isn't it? I'll just go back to the other one. Thanks, Steve. 
God, God's gone before us. He's made a way. He's gone behind the curtain. He's paid the price. You know, when, when it's you go, what behind, gone behind the curtain, what the heck are you doing, God? What does that actually mean? It means that he's entered into the Holy of Holies, that when he died on the cross, that the veil, the curtain was split in two, that he could go into that place on our behalf, that he creates this place where we can enter into the presence of God, that we can come into his presence with confidence. And, and you can see that we need to have this confidence in the power and the presence of God. You know, there's this natural drift in life. There's pressures and commitments, things that look calm and peaceful, but it's easy to drift off course from where we want to be heading. You know, and, and you see people with no anchor point, that they drift from person to person, from job to job, from church to church. And I say to get anchored. Get anchored with God. Get anchored with other people. Put your roots down. Because Christ has paid the price for us. And hope is found in the presence of God. You know, like, you know, sometimes we come to church and think, oh man, we're just singing some songs. We, you know, well, we sing those songs so, so long or whatever like that. When we come into the presence of God, it anchors us. It positions us. You know? And church doesn't have exclusive rights to the presence of God. I know you, you can experience the presence of God at home and walking down the beach in the forest, wherever. But there is something which happens when we come in, into the presence of God, which anchors us, which causes us to be firm and secure. And, and I think that as we come into church, that church should be this place which is hope-filled, with expectance, where it's faith-filled, where anything could happen, where the miracle power of Christ would be in the midst. You know, because personally for me, like I've found that when I position myself in that place of faith and hope, it, it stops me drifting and it enables, enables me to persevere and endure. It gives that strength, that firmness and security. And there have been seasons that have required, you know, perseverance and endurance. But it's resulted in hope that doesn't disappoint. It holds me firm and secure. Hope, see, hope's the anchor. Hope, hope is this anchor. I love that imagery of hope as the anchor. You know, and it's like faith is the rope which is connected to the anchor, which connects heaven to earth. And we've got to pull on that anchor at times. You know, it pulls the thing back into line. I believe that's prayer. When we get into that place of prayer, when we call on the name of God, it pulls things back into alignment. See, God, this morning, maybe if we can have the band back up, it would be brilliant. You know, I just, when I was praying this morning, and I just believe that God wants to impart fresh hope, fresh faith, fresh life for 2019. If you find yourself saying, oh, man, here we are, 2019. What are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do is we're going to get some hope on board. We're going to go, what's this year going to look like? It's going to be hopeful. That we would be full of hope. That we would not be hopeless. You know? That we would come to a place which is, which is full of hope. That we'd have a reason to believe that there's a better day ahead and that we can expect good things from God. We expect that our faith and expectation that God would do things. You know, what's your hope attached to? Storms are going to come, but it will mean you have to put an anchor down that isn't immovable. It guarantees you a future and hope. I want to finish just with this, this last verse, this prayer. I love this. This is my prayer for you this morning. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy 
and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow. I love the word overflow. It's like more than enough, not just scraping the barrel, not just getting through, not just, oh man, you've got to do this, but no, overflow. More than enough, you overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to come, wants to feed you, wants to renew you, strengthen you. Maybe this morning you're, you know, you're, you're away from God or you're going, oh man, I don't know how I ended up in this place this morning. Can I tell you, have you 